Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Boy and the Bear. Much as we hate to admit it, we've all got friends on the other side of the Clyde. Hi, I'm Patrick and I support Celtic. And I'm Scott and I support Rangers. It's safe to say that occasionally myself and Patrick disagree on matters relating to football, especially in Glasgow. So we thought it was a good idea to bring along our neutral friend Steve to act as a mediator. Always a joy to be here, boys. I'm here to referee this podcast, decide who wins the weekly debates, and bring a sense of wisdom to the show. Wisdom, I from you. Oh, wisdom, I. Very good. <laughs> you can tell I wrote this week's intro. Eh? Uh, uh, <laughs> Before we get stuck into this week's episode, a reminder to subscribe to our podcast if you listen. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a review. This helps us climb the football charts. And please also follow us at Boy Bear Pod, that's Boy with an H, on Instagram. Scotty Boy again. Two weeks on the bounce. What a week for Rangers. Your compliment for Patrick, please. Oh, Or more specifically, Celtic, you don't have to compliment yeah. Pat. Yeah, I think it's maybe easier to compliment Pat this week than it is Celtic, how? you know. Um, <laughs> how? He says this every week, shit? mate. You're five points clear, but I thought he's coming up with a real compliment. Yeah. Two with the legal leaders as well. Oh, all right. Okay, so you want me to go with it? I was just going to say, like, would I start... Uh, European performance, I could go there. That's a good result. I've just bailed you out of forgetting to do a compliment, haven't I? No, 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 you haven't. No, you haven't. I'm just, I was just gonna. It's actually gonna say Lewis Palmer was was your best summer signing. But I mean, if you want me to go there for Atletico Madrid, I'll, I'll do that, Pat. I mean, as my compliment. Well, that was my so. point exactly. <laughs> I can compliment my team. No bother me. It's sort of the format of this yeah, whole thing. Yeah, I know you can. I, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'm just trying to pick out my moments. I don't want to fucking sit here and praise. What's, what's happened there is you've got passively aggressive because you haven't planned any compliment for Pat. Again, I just again, that, you know, I just, I just thought like, no, I just watched it and I thought this is shit. So what's the point? But no, I was all jokes aside. I was very impressed with Lewis Palmer, um, and I've said it again. I deeply regret the fact that Michael Beale has not purchased him. What well, a pick. I know for a fact that you didn't watch the Hiv Celtic game because I was with you all weekend, you sleek at bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, but I, I was at home this weekend, so I watched the highlights. <laughs> Snuck yourself out of that situation. It's, it's a theme this week, getting the Bears getting out of trouble. Eh? It's great. <laughs> Fatty boy. Um, yeah, just congratulate Rangers on a, a fantastic deal with the Masons last weekend. Absolutely, I yeah. <laughs> got to pay the referees somehow. Yeah, yeah that's what the. No, in all seriousness, two penalties yet again to Rangers at home. Shocker. Um, uh, well, stop committing fouls against our players. Penalties wouldn't be on the cards. Yeah, for any team to score two goals now, the time is always a scunner for the rivals. Uh, we've done it to you plenty of times recently, so we're probably due one. So, uh, resentful, spiteful. Masonic waste compliment for you this week. Really good job building peace, boys. So thanks for yeah. that. Oh. Well, that's oh, your job, well, isn't it? Well, your, your job is to build the peace. Our job is to tear it down. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one winner there. <laughs> yeah, from, from a neutral point of view, well, that was a far more enjoyable week. You actually had old firm teams struggling. I think that like brings a little bit more joy to it. I can imagine there was a lot more banter and group chats up and down the country. Pat, I want to start with yourself. Mm. Um, what did you make of Celtic's performance against Hibs? Yeah, it felt tired. It felt like we sort of carried on from how we looked in the second half of the Atletico game. Um, I know we're talking about domestic football first, so I'll, I'll save the praise of the first half against Atletico till later on. But the we really flagged in the second half of that game, and then Rodgers, I think, named the, the exact same starting lineup for for the Hibs game, and I think you could tell 
I think there was it, it just felt really sluggish. There's lots of things just weren't coming off. I think this is in large part due to the the poor transfer activity. Not one of the the signings apart well, I think there were six signings that we made in the summer that weren't that didn't feature in the game at all. Which is really odd and disappointing. And I think it's maybe a sign from Rogers that he expects further investment in January. Did you think though that did you agree with Rogers in terms of his team selection? Would it mean something you would have done? Or do you think there was players on the bench that he could have mixed it up enough? Well, I think that's case in point. Yeah, there probably wasn't. And um, we're still taking James Forrest off the bench in Champions League games. And, and that's not to say he's been poor. I think he's actually made differences when he's come on recently. But I think Rogers naming the same starting 11 is a little bit of a maybe a, a sign to the board that he doesn't feel he's got the players ready there to, to rotate. I think Hatate coming off injured in the Atletico game, apparently he's out until the end of the year. Is wow. uh, oh, Yeah, wow. so that that's a massive blow and it's you know an injury to one of the players that we really could have been doing with. So I think the strength and depth is an, it's an issue that needs raising and I think this is Roger's way of raising said issue. I probably would have named the same team as well because I can't think of anyone who's stronger than the team that we've got. Our starting 11 I'm really happy with, but yeah, the, that bench doesn't inspire much confidence at all. It seems like Celtic fans have maybe um, calmed down a little bit um, in comparison to the start of the season. Because to me, it didn't seem like there was a massive outcry that you drew with hips away from home. And I know it seems like a ridiculous comment, but I, I'm, I'm fair in saying that I think if that happened four or five weeks ago, there certainly would have I think been. you're absolutely right. And I think off the back of one of our best European performances of recent times as well, you can actually get a sense of what Brent, Brent Rogers is doing now. I think he deserves massive praise to get Celtic to a level of performance that they're capable of now. We've proved that we can match it with the best. Fair enough, the results aren't all there, but we have proved that we can give them all a game. Mm-hmm. I would not have seen that result or performance level coming. I wouldn't have thought it possible at the start of the season. So I think, had this been a had this been a manager coming in that wasn't an ex-Celtic manager, right? See, if we'd gone for somebody completely different, then I think you'd be getting praised to the high heavens for reaching this performance level. And yeah, I think Celtic fans have calmed down. I think the fact that, you know, we went into the weekend seven points ahead already is a degree of, brings a degree of calm as well. You know, we may have dropped points, but we're still quite far ahead. Let's let's just go in straight in because I think it, it makes more sense to do it this way. Celtic against Atletico. Where do you stand on the performance? I mean, if, if Atletico hadn't gone down to 10 minutes, it might have been a different game, but you'll never know with that. Is it is it something Celtic fans were overall happy with? Or is there, a, is there a sense that an opportunity was missed to kind of see that game through? I think both things can be true at the same time. I'm really happy with the performance level, certainly. And when Atletico equalised, you really do fear, fear the worst. You, you, and the, the energy of the Celtic team was just depleting, you know, minute by minute. I think Hitati going off so early and Bernardo having to come on essentially straight away so he's almost starting the game means that you can't make that substitution later for fresh legs. Mm-hmm. And I think that had a massive impact on the performance level and the energy levels, particularly just running completely low. Yeah, so I think overall happy. It feels a bit like an opportunity lost rather than, you know, when, when Atletico go down, go down to 10 men, the expectation is that Celtic will push on and, re- and create at least a couple of chances by the end. And that didn't really happen. 
And I think the, you could tell that the crowd were nervous. I think you could tell that the players were conscious of what they'd managed to let slip last time. And ultimately, the point keeps us in the competition and it keeps us in Europe. So you can't complain about drawing to the team who are currently top of La Liga. Where do you stand on the on the argument that Celtic ran too much in the first half? They gave it too much in the first half. And I know that gets the crowd on board, but... It's how we play. Yeah. And I think you could... You know, imagine it had been the other way around. We didn't run enough and we didn't... It, it was because of the fast start that we got two goals. Um, and without... <laughs> it, it could so easily have been 1-0 to Atletico. I, mean, I don't think you can criticise a manager for getting their team right up for a game. I think, really honestly, where the problem lies is the same as the Hibs game. We didn't have the players come off the bench to maintain that start. So that's how I want Celtic to play. And I want Celtic to play at that for 90 minutes. And having... What, always having to sub your three best players? Well, one of our best players came off injured, you know. But other than that, though, you still subbed the other the other best players on the pitch at that at that moment. I mean, Kielgo was being the <clears throat> the main one. Whereas if you look at Atletico Madrid at the end of the game, even though they were down to ten men, they still had their two best players on the pitch in Griezmann and and Maratta. Yeah, in fairness, um, but whoever they brought off the bench, the quality doesn't. Well, maybe it drops from Griezmann, who's a world class player, but the quality doesn't drop as much. The the different the, the strength in the bench is, is the issue here. The board have let the the, the squad and the and the fan base down by not bringing in appropriate players to play at that level. Uh, no, I think the fast start was the reason Celtic maybe jolted Atletico a bit, got in front early and managed to get overall what a result that you can't complain about. It's just Celtic desperately, desperately need to get this home win to get the monkey off the back because the longer yeah. it goes on, the more it's going to be a nervous energy in the stadium instead of an intimidating energy. I was having a chat with a pal today and I, we were saying that Celtic Park feels like a cauldron of hope, <laughs> like and a cal like a cauldron of nerves, rather than like, you know, the fortress or the cauldron of like intimidation and, you know, the kind of atmosphere that would send opposition teams nervous. I think it now, is just a bit too nice. Well, I think the atmosphere against uh, Fire Nord in your final game is going to be. If there's something to play for, absolutely. it'll be electric. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Going to be something else, um, and it's it's interesting. I mean. Obviously, th this week, um, old firm teams have failed to win three or four games, but it's been seen as a bit of a successful week for Scottish football. And uh, moving, moving on to yourself, Scotty, first of all, um, the European performance I want to touch upon. Let's start with that, Scott. Yep. What were your What were your thoughts on a nil-nil? I, I think it's a great result. I think we've we have struggled over uh, the Czech Republic for a, a long time, and you know we've not really gotten any points before. Like we've struggled to get points. You know, we're just got a new manager in the door. There's still the same players that are, you know, underperforming to a certain degree. So I think to come into your second game, a hostile environment, you know, in Prague, you know, the fans are very passionate. I think I think it's a great result. I think I think to get a, a get points away, come home clean sheet, no injuries. I think it's it's a you know, it's a good result, and then I actually saw a start which I couldn't quite believe that that was we had gone seven games without a win um, in Europe or away. I like a, a point we hadn't received a point in away games in Europe in the last seven attempts. I thought, you know, all the exploits that we've had in Europe and how well we've played, that's quite mental that we've not been able to get something on the road. So I think you know, it's just another tick box for Clement, you know, it's shown that his vast experience in Champions League and Europa League is coming 
to the forefront. You know, he's been able to get something out of this squad, the players in that environment. So I would say it's they lose that under Beal, don't they? Result. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that's that's not going to be like something we can come out. I think we get battled. I think I, th- I think if you look at the the game, the way that Sparta started and ended, they just they just went for us. Do you know what I mean? I think we would have crumbled. At and the some same point. as the Hearts game but as well. See, like you wouldn't have yeah, won that game under Beal. Yeah, we wouldn't have won that. Not a chance, man. And you see, and this is what's impressing me about Clement. You see him, and he doesn't sit in his ass. You know, the whole game, he's he's at the touchline, he's barking, he's shouting. And I said this to you boys last week after his first game. That's what impressed me about him is he just constantly wants the ball forward. He constantly wants them to keep pushing up the park, moving the ball, not retreating into the shell, which is where this frustration comes from from Rangers fans and myself included. Is it's just just shit just shit watching you know and now we've got a manager that you're going to say really something meaningful <laughs> no 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 I'm just quote, I'm quote, I'm quoting uh, Phil, Philip Comont there and he's like it's a shit I don't want shit passes in my own, my own half and I thought I like this guy like, well, what was the and rotation then you like see Scott? That, sorry Scott what was the rotation like between the two games did he make quite a few changes no no it was the same pretty much the same team um, I think uh, the only difference was Red Van came in at left back right because um, obviously he's not in the European squad because that's another master stroke <laughs> from uh, Michael Beale. Oh, he was injured. He was not injured. He just oh, didn't you were like singing him, Michael so Beale's never... praises at the start of the season, boy. Yeah, well, I know, mate. It's, it's funny. Football is a funny old game, isn't it? Football's a isn't funny it mad how game. that cliche can then... get anyone out of any situation? Like, uh, you could be, yeah. you could get called yeah. out for absolutely anything that someone could say to me. Like, mind you, were raging at Rogers at the start. You were, you were cramping yourself. Ah, well, footballs are funny for you. <laughs> <laughs> the problem for you boys now is we actually record these and put them out in public. So, yeah, so I've got to be careful what I say. <laughs> yeah, good, good job up until this point. Um, but no, I, I think um, obviously, you know, there was optimism going in with Michael Beal, but they obviously quickly got um, obliterated with his performances. And obviously, then you start looking through what he's actually saying. And he, I think he was just as confused as we were. So now you've got a guy coming in who's as clear, as concise. There's no mincing his words. He says what he wants and he doesn't give too much away. Yeah, he doesn't say too much. This talk about Sunis coming in doesn't seem to be going away. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's difficult because obviously Sunis is a special place in a lot of fans, you know, hearts. Like, he brought us a lot a of staunch success, place in the heart. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, uh, blue place, you know. Blue place in the heart. Um, Make me but, sick. It's concern. <laughs> you don't have a heart. It's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's. Uh, well, that was really hard. Jesus. Oh, Jesus, oh my God, <laughs> you don't have any hair, mate. Um, <laughs> thank God the listeners can't see that. Eh? <laughs> Along with your Robbie Fowler nose strap tonight. Uh, I, well, I've got. A Sorry, for you, I just felt that you'd had two weeks yeah. and you gave into this podcast with far too much energy, so. Alright, that's that's wonderful. <laughs> Just be a doom and gloom, miserable bastard from there. Did you not change the intro at the start to neutral? It just it yeah, just come right neutral, after right. you. He's there. been getting called. He's been getting called a, a Rangers fan in disguise for ah, nine episodes. So, get up, so he's he's now wanting to two foot me at every opportunity to prove the point. <laughs> my my job is pretty much whenever someone feels really good in this podcast because the teams do well is to bring them down a level and it's not you know my you fault you've had a shocker you know for six you know weeks what? and I've had to put an arm around you yeah that's fine but do you know what you remind me of an old Scottish maw 
Never get too high above your station. Just two foot you when you're down, and when you're high, just two foot you. Honestly, that's what you are. You are the Scottish more of this podcast. <laughs> so, but going back to my point, I think it's a fantastic result for Clement, um, and long may it continue. Cheers, son. <laughs> I uh, I think even if Clement does shit, you genuinely might be too scared to say something. No, no, I've, you seem terrified of him. I'm, I don't even know if you love him or you're just I'm, terrified I, of him. I, I'm quite ter- terrified of him more than your own. I'm mom. quite terrified of him, like, um, but uh, well, you are my mother this at this stage, so I'm not scared of you, but um, scared of Philip Clement. He is terrifying, but no, I will I will say it if he is shit, but I think you need to give him an opportunity. I think he still he says it himself. He's still in that assessment phase looking at the players that he can trust and you know I, th- I think if <laughs> I think he's got a good look at Sam Lammers and Cyril Dessers and um, yeah I think uh, Lammers just I don't know the guy has a, an aversion to scoring goals doesn't he how many opportunities has he had from from quite close range to the guy should be on double figures at this point you know I actually stand by my daddy long legs call yeah no that's, I mean I thought he would just written the pitch on harshly I was but it, is, it looks like, like it a compliment is it yeah <laughs> it looks like it though do you know what I mean like it looks it looks like it Um so I think you saw moving on to the Hearts game you know obviously like fair point of Hearts they came out they came with intent they obviously got embarrassed by Celtic the week before you know and thought right well, we can't do that we can't have the same performance against the other half of the old firm because our fans are already on, on Stephen Naismith's back you know so Fair play to them, but you look at like Ridvan gets caught underneath the ball, and it, no, I know he's he's never really going to beat Lawrence Shankland in air, but he's got to do a bit better there to you know try and put him off. Uh, I think Tavernier's didn't have his best game at the start, you know, for like seventy five minutes. You could argue he was pretty terrible. He obviously misses the penalty, which is he was unlucky. It's not like he he just it just hits the the post, so it's you missed the target, mate. I hit the post, mate. So I mean, hey. Mystery. I know, I know. Right, okay. I'm trying to be nice, right? Um, but yeah, no. He, I don't think he had a good game. I don't think our, our defenders had a particularly good game at the beginning. Like, and and then obviously moving to midfield, where we've got a couple of injuries there. You're relying on John Lundstrom to carry the carry the ball forward and dictate the play in in a tempo. And I just don't think he's he's got it. So I think that's why, he, as I said, he'd be one of the ones that who probably looked to move on. Was it Lundstrom um, who didn't hit the rebound first time after the penalty? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that felt yeah. like he, Try, he tries at, to knock it on. He tries to like, and I don't know why. Like, just I can hit like, it. I know the angle is slightly better for Griezmann, but you see the way. As soon as he missed it, he was like, "Okay, how can I score?" Yeah, and there wasn't any of that from. No, there's no hesitation in, in Griezmann. Obviously, he's a world class player, right? So he's got those, those fast twitch instincts, right? But Lundstrom, like, is there just just hit it and it might ricochet off somebody? So yeah, I think I think it's like you're seeing that. For I think for us to be like successful, I, th- I think these players are aren't good enough to to bring us success, especially in the way that Clement wants to play. Um, so I'm lucky about Nico Raskin going off injured. I think like we just like like yourself, Pat. We don't have enough cover in the midfield. I think that's a big concern for us. So strength and depth is going to be um, strength and depth. Ah, that's right. 
Christ, I've, the weekend took it out of me. Um, <laughs> so I think, you know, we're going to struggle with that if he's out for, for a long time as well. So it'll be interesting to see what tweaks Clement makes. Um, I find this so interesting that you boys always have, like, and I include Celtic, so many injuries for teams that just dominate games all the yeah. time. Like, what are you doing? It's mental, man. Like, that, that Clement's come in and he's like, it's a concern at how many yeah. players that we've got in our team that are injured. And it's come out to light, actually. I think... Um, over the last like six seasons or something, you know, like since the Gerard era began, like we've had something like twenty five million pounds worth of wages sitting in the treatment room for for that length of time. And that's that's absolutely mental. And Kamar Roof is broken down again. You I mean? I and mean, we were told in the summer that he'd spent four months getting rehab on this. They finally found the, an issue with his hip that was causing all this the problems. And yet again, here he is with a, another injury. So. You, you know, you're just like, what the hell is going on? So it's 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 concerning, but I think to just to kind of wrap up, I think the two one, you know, scoring those two goals are like the last bit of play in the game. I think that shows a, a real mentality, and I think if Clement's already, he's only been in what two weeks, and he's kind of that's something I haven't seen from a Rangers team in a in a a long time. So I think that's. Going to be no chance it happens under Beal. No, not no. at all. Well, here's a question so. for you, Scotty. Was that result <clears throat> better for Rangers long term than a 4 0? Yeah, Do you know I mean, like this, that sort of like it is that sort of um, another five points behind, so same league winning sort of performance, but it's, it's just galvanizes a fan base, doesn't it? It could, it could be, it could, it could be the spark that ignites this team to go. Mm. We can get a result at any stage of the game. You know, that's never a bad mentality to have. And he keeps harping on, Clement keeps harping on about this mentality. He wants that mentality. He wants to, a bit like Ange was, you know, they just don't stop. He just does, he wants to keep going. Copying him, any? It's just a copycat. It's changed, we never stop to, we don't give in. I know. Mean, I mean, it's not I mean, as catchy. It's not as catchy, but it's still number one hit. <laughs> you actually touched upon it, Scotty. Kamar Roof breaking down again. And then you watch Lauren Shanklin score two superb goals, to be honest with you, against both sides of the of the old firm. Do you boys feel that there are Scottish footballers or players based in Scotland good enough currently to play for Celtic or Rangers? And Patrick, I want to start with yourself. Obviously, Celtic set the bar a little bit higher more recently, so only fair to come to you first on this one. Well, yeah, I do. And I called the Shankland to Rangers, you know, suggestion. Uh, ages ago probably even like a couple of seasons ago I don't understand why Rangers didn't come in for him and now increasingly I'm looking at our backup striker off the bench and I'm thinking hang on a minute <laughs> why don't we go in for him mm-hmm. why I would take him as a backup striker coming off the bench I have to say, um, like, yeah, I agree. he's doing it in Europe as well the goal he scored that was like fractionally offside in Europe I think it was against Pat was like some finish but I think he's a Rangers fan is he not so I think he's yeah, probably he is, more, yeah. inclined, more inclined yeah. to go to Rangers than he is to Celtic um, to answer your question, Steve, yeah, there is. Of course, there's players in Scotland good enough to to make the step up, or there's certainly players who are good enough and deserve the chance to to give it a goal. Think of the amount of players that have gone to Serie A recently and and thrived. Like, I wish Celtic had signed back Aaron Hickey. I bet Rangers are kicking themselves for not signing Lewis Ferguson when you've still got John Lundstrom mm-hmm. and Josh Doig. Josh Doig, John McGinn. McGinn is the classic missed opportunity for Celtic. Yeah. As for current players, there's a, the is it um, Ryan Strain that's in the right back? I think he looks a really, really good player. Uh, I like the look of Josh Campbell 
in midfield for Hibs. There's a few there's a few players that I think absolutely do deserve the chance to make the step up, but increasingly now it looks as if Celtic like to operate in other markets. I think the last yeah. player we signed from a Scottish club that made a meaningful impact, and I could be wrong because I've not looked into it, but the only one that jumps to mind is Greg Taylor. Yeah, I, th- I think the reason for that though is because, like, you know, like this is something I've thought of is, you know, what's the resale value? So you buy, a, I think this is the mindset of the, the operating, you know, function at both clubs and why they don't target enough Scottish footballers is because the resale value for Scottish players is probably not that high. Whereas you buy somebody on the continent and it doesn't work out, you can then ship them back for what you paid. Whereas you buy a Scottish you know, guy, say like a Shankland or a Lewis Ferguson for 1.52 million, it, it doesn't work out. You can't sell them for 2 million because they're not, you know, because they're Scottish and they're not. You wouldn't, wouldn't want to sell them if they played to their oh, full no. potential. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is like, if it does, what I'm saying is I think this is the, it's like the risk versus reward. And I think like, I don't know about Celtic, but I think this is the reason why, especially Rangers don't have enough Scottish talent and, in their ranks is because it's it's that risk they're worried about the risk not coming off and then not being able to sell it on as a profitable asset or getting the money back. So, yeah. On the note of Scottish players playing well, I need to remind Steve that he wrote off David Marshall's entire career last week. He mm-hmm. must have been listening. Must have been listening to the podcast because oh my god, inspired <laughs> performance from him against us. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's let's stick to my apologies because I was going to make another one on this on this podcast. Are you feeling well. okay? Christ, you've never apologised in, in in your life, mate. Scotty's rattled you. <laughs> it's a no strip. Liam Scales. It's I'm not no- apologising then and do a ranger, so back in your box of that one. Liam Scales. Told you. Yeah. Well, we'll see you at the end of the season, but I'll uh, I'll sit on my I'll I'll jump back on my fence just now rather than coming down too hard on him. Um, <laughs> so just, wait, so you hopped off the fence for about five seconds and then hopped the back boy. on. The moment I said told you, you couldn't hack it and you jumped back on the fence. <laughs> well, to be fair, I need to apologise to Liam Scales as well because I used him. Do, I used I? him as the example for, you know, I'm not what a joke our defence was at the very start. Scott, you cannot apologise all you want. The guy has been a standout nah. performer in all of our Champions League games. Yeah, so he's it's, he's it's a Champions League. It's a bit wild that he's a Champions League level player. player. Well, you can, you know, play, great players lose games all the time. They do. They lose games all the time. Scales has been fantastic and fully deserves his run in the team. Uh, that's right. You'll not no, be able listen, to keep You're absolutely right. No, to, to, to be, yeah, sorry, Scott. Just to be serious, he is. Like, I, do, I did watch that and I thought, yeah, he, he just had a bit of composure about him. You can tell it's now a player that's played a few games and is more comfortable in the skin that he's in and is probably starting to believe he's a little bit more of a Celtic player. The victory player. at Ibrox, yeah. I think, was a turning point for him. Yeah, massive, yeah. I'll say that again yeah, for you, Scott. Also, the victory at Ibrox was, uh, was a turning point for Liam Scales. Michael yeah, Beale should have gone then because he gave obviously Liam Skills a boost of confidence. Liam Skills wouldn't have been the player he is today without Michael Beale. So when you're thanking Liam Skills, thank Michael Beale. Okay, I'll consider that. <laughs> <laughs> See when anything goes wrong in your day, you just blame Michael Beale. Absolutely. <laughs> Instead of if you're having a bad day, it's if you're having a Michael Beale day. <laughs> Oh any is there any players that stand out to you, Scott? That you did apart from Lauren Shanklin, because I know you'd, you'd already said you wanted to take him. Any other players uh, in Scotland that yeah. currently stand out to you that are worth worth uh, checking? Conor Barron from Aberdeen, I think um, yeah. he he looks a really good prospect. I think he'd be worth a shout. And Jack McKenzie, the left back, left centre back from uh, Aberdeen, he looks like he might not be the most technical, but 
I think he's he's got something about him. He looks like he he's not scared of a challenge. He can header. You know, like I think with a bit more refinement, he'd be quite a decent option. You know, squad option. I'm not saying he's gonna, he would come in and set the header light, but I think he would be a decent squad option, and you know wouldn't be scared of putting a challenge. And I think some of our defenders are a wee bit lightweight when it comes to challenges. You know. Yeah. Well, listen. At least you boys got John Suter last season. That's yeah. No, I like John uh, Suter. I, I like. Uh, I'm hoping that Clement can like make him uh, like improve him and make him a better. If he likes injuries, he'll love Suter. Oh yes, yes. Well, I'm actually to be fair, uh, him, he's was... not. To be fair, he's one of the ones that's not been on the treatment table for too much of his Rangers you know I reckon he'll be able to clip that up and use it at any point in the near future I said this season not last season I said so far this season so I'd probably say your most uh, recent notable one perhaps probably David Turnbull a fair comment yeah I think he signed after a great deal yeah Um, Yeah. not like hit the ground running though really has he he, was our young player in the Covid season he was our best player by a mile Um, he hardly played under Ange right no he he played quite a lot under the start of Ange Ange really liked him and he's yeah, Ange spoke to him in the canteen. <laughs> he seems to always score when he plays. Um, I really like Turnbull. I think he, he just he's just not as quick and not as incisive as players like Hitati. O'Reilly's in the form of his life, and he, you're not going to play over McGregor. So I sort of struggle. I struggle to see where he fits in in the bigger picture. Well, if Hitati, I suppose if Hitati's out, then he's he's obviously going to take his place. But yeah, I think like at the time when Celtic were going after him, I thought there's a player we could could do with as well. You know. Well, I th- I think we have to remember though that Brendan Rodgers wasn't even playing Hatate at the start of the season to turn behind his place so yeah it'll be interesting to see if he, if he does go straight back to that yeah. On to the favourite part of the podcast Trivia questions So last week was the first week that you actually both got them correct at the same time yep. Well done Scott I know such a <laughs> such a proud moment So I'm expecting I'm expecting uh, slightly more difficult questions this week <laughs> and Patrick I am <laughs> I'm going to come to you first please your trivia question first I've gone so easy on him oh, I've no. gone so easy see when you said <laughs> see when you said have you gone harder I was like not not at all uh, we've just been speaking about this boy as well oh, shit. Scott my question is a very very simple one how old is John Suter? Oh, I think John Suter is twenty six years old. He's twenty seven. Oh yeah, bastard, <laughs> bastard! Like that's that's hardly like, that's hardly like a good question, is it? That's shite. I'd love to see if it was his birthday today. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna check. I have to check when his birthday is. <laughs> oh my! Oh, he was born on the twenty. 20- yeah, that so quickly as well. It, yeah. it was. He's born on the twenty fifth September, so you're a month out. Oh well, that's. I mean, come on, half a point, eh? Jesus, forgetting someone's that, age. Can you can you podcast. get half a point or deduction for you enough points? Being a shite question, no. It's a solid question. No shite is answered. Yeah, well, <laughs> and and your question for Patrick, please. So, how old is? How old is David Turnbull? No, I'm joking. Um, and so, given obviously the draw against Hibs, I thought I'd ask you a question in relation to that, Patrick. So in the 2018-19 season, mate, this isn't a history podcast, man. Uh, but is there? <laughs> I have a Rangers need to look back in history to have some. Well, okay, I, so. I told you last week I've got nothing left but history. <laughs> um, so obviously Celtic won the league, but in that season, how many draws did they accumulate? In the 2018-19 season, how many yes. draws did we have? Yeah. Five. 
Oh, close. <laughs> was that you check, double checking? Yeah, no, I was just double checking my answer there, eh? just to make sure. Just double it's just a dramatic, like, oh, 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 suspense, you know, is it? Is it? It's Halloween, mate, you know, so just creating some. Seen it. Um, <laughs> try to get some spookiness oh. in here. No, um, you were one out six. Sex was it? Well, I mean, yeah, that was a wild guess. So, bo- well, well done, boys. Or hey, well, I'm not being, <laughs> service has been I'm not being funny. We were we were close. We, that's the closest we've been apart from last week. So. Apologies to listeners well, for actually, literally just two questions about numbers. Like how old yeah. is and well, how it, many draws? It, it actually makes the last part of this podcast. Can I just interject um, there? Sorry, Steve. If the listeners would like Steve. to email us in with suggestions of trivia questions that they would like to see, that would be something. That would be something. And what's the email address, Scott? I don't know. <laughs> it is the boy and the bear at gmail.com. That is boy with an H. <laughs> Please do email in if you do have any suggestions. And that's oh. what happens when you try to take the media as well. Just fucking sit back, all right, and enjoy yourself. <laughs> so, with normal service being resumed, with both Patrick and Scott getting their trivia questions wrong. I've actually come up with a special bonus point that is going to decide who wins this episode. And a week where we had both league fixtures and um, league cup fixtures, <clears throat> it got me thinking, which team is more likely to win a domestic double? Celtic. Rangers. <laughs> and Scotty, with Celtic not being in the league cup, I would like to start with you. If you can make your argument, if you actually believe Rangers are going to win a domestic double, you're allowed to. You're allowed to say Celtic as always. You can. You can try and be neutral for once. Thought Celtic could win a treble, didn't you? Yeah, well, I did say that. I did say that. You, you did start, say yeah. that. Yep. And um, yeah. carry on, though. That's fine. Mate. Um, I'm gonna just. I know that's what I said at the beginning, but that's based on Michael Beale being the manager of Rangers. So I'd like to say that. Based on Philippe Clement's two weeks in charge, there's been a mentality shift. We look like a team that will actually go the distance in, for, in some of the competitions. I do believe it will go over the line in the League Cup. I think there'll be um, additions added in January, which will help us get through um, to the Scottish Cup. I think I think that's our best bet of a double. I still think, I know we're only five points behind, but I still think that's maybe too much of you know, there's still too much of a gap there to win the league. I don't. I'm not saying the league is over. I'm not saying it's it's not going to be competitive. But I think it takes a few more results to go our way, out with you know our control to give us the league. So I think the best bet of a double and a, is the cups. And I think there's a mentality shift at Rangers, and I believe that's why we'll win the domestic double. Very solid argument. On to yourself, Pat. <laughs> so. <laughs> Who smiled all the way through that? Just in like a Cheshire cat. Rangers have won one cup competition yeah. since what, 2016. Celtic's cup record is absolutely phenomenal. The only reason we can't win in yet another treble this year is because we lost shit. in one of Rodgers' first games to Kilmarnock away. I think you have to, in a cup competition <clears throat> that neither Celtic or Rangers have entered yet. You'd have to say that Celtic are the favourites to win that one because their cup record is absolutely impeccable. A lot of it depends on which draws you get. A lot of it depends on you know the circumstantial injuries or players or squads at the time. 
And also Celtic, Celtic's record against Rangers in cup competitions recently is you know, next to flawless. I can think of one semi-final defeat under Ange. Um, but you got lucky in one final, mate. So yeah, We beat you in cup competitions, mate. No, but we got lucky, eh? Mason's weren't in charge, didn't we? We beat you. <laughs> we beat you in cup finals. I think if it was to come down to a, a cup match between Celtic and Rangers, you'd have to fancy Celtic as the fav- slight favourites, but favourites. And we're already five points ahead in the league. There's no guarantee that Rangers win this League Cup either. Hearts, as we've just found out from the weekend, is a very, very tough fixture for you, especially in the Cup. Um, From a standing start, I think, Rangers currently have no trophies on the board. Celtic are ahead in one of the competitions already and have a better record. I think it's very, very hard to see, you know, (laughs) Celtic not failing to win the Scottish Cup and the League from here on in. You know, Rogers' first ever Cup defeat in Scotland was the one at the start of the season. And that's his only cup defeat. Setting a precedence for the season. St. Johnston have won won more cups than Rangers in the last 10 years. Congratulations to St. Johnston. Fantastic for them. That wasn't the point, was it? Do you know how many Celtic have won in that time, Scott? Don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about Philippe Clement and his mentality shift from now on. Paddy boy. Have you got got his poster above your bed Um, yet? Yeah, I've got got Belgian flags everywhere on it. Yeah, another tattoo on you. Yep. No caravan references. No, listen, boys, I think uh, a, a couple of things Pat said there actually hadn't really thought about that. Britain Rogers has actually never lost a cup competition until the start of this season um, with Celtic. So I think just now <clears throat> I'm still going to have to hand this one to Celtic. I can call that bear once too many times as shifted your mindset son don't give in you don't give in for the listener I am I'm giving Scott a rude hand gesture he's giving me the bird yeah the maturity of this podcast really met new levels yeah. there. it's fantastic sportsmanship eh? gentlemen there is a round of um, SPL fixtures midweek games under the lights boys games under the lights Scotty your predictions for Celtic St Mirren and Dundee versus Rangers Ooh, I reckon it will be I think St Mirren will put up a decent fight, so I will say... Third place St Mirren? Yep, doing really well. Um, I think it'll be 2-0 Celtic. Um, it'll be a tough game, but I think I, I still think they'll score. Um, so I'm going to go 2-0 Celtic, and I think Dundee... Uh, In form? I'm going to say th- I'm gonna say 3-1 to Rangers. 3-1 to Rangers. Paddy Boy? I am going to say 3-0 to Celtic. And 2-1 to Dundee. Oh, oh. <laughs> They're in form. 2-1 to Dundee. I am going to go with Celtic to win. I'm going to give St Mirren a go. I'm going to go Celtic 3-1. And I am going to go for Rangers to win with the same scoreline 3-1. And I think Pat's taking a bit of a risk because he's seen himself in the lead for the first time since the start of the podcast. So currently the scores on the door are Patrick 14 um, with a 2 <laughs> With a 2-1 win to Rangers that he, qu- he predicted. And I think that's probably the first time you've ever been thankful for James Tavernier. I've also just seen how you spelt Tavernier. <laughs> I have, yeah. I've also just seen how I've spelt Tavernier on this document. And, and T-A-V-I-N-E-E. <laughs> Honestly, right, I see you looked in at the dock, look back up, make eye contact me, look back down at the dock. And I was like, I've just seen the exact same thing you've seen. I fucking shocked it. First time I have been thankful for Tavernier. <laughs> Steve is on 13 points. And Scotty has gone from the lead. <laughs> the bottom 
uh, with 12 So points. what's happened here is Philip Collins come in and I've shat the bed. I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Get him out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, interesting week coming up. You have been listening to The Boy and the Bear. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email episode suggestions at theboyandthebear at gmail.com. Did you take note of that, Scotty? Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> I knew it, I knew it anyway. I'm just, I'm just joking. Or follow us on Instagram <laughs> at boybearpod. He'll help. Follow, follow. See you next week, boys. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Scott. <laughs>